Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Welcome to episode 52 of Yarns on the Plain, Media Storm. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm sat here today in, for once, a dry Cheshire Plain. This week has been seen some torrential rain. In fact, I've seen some torrential rain all over um, various parts of the UK, including West Wales, where there's been some very severe flooding. So if any of my listeners are in the Aberystwyth area, you have got my... Uh, thoughts and prayers with you at the moment I'm sure it's quite hideous and I can't even begin to imagine what it must be like to have to sort out your home after it has been flooded I wasn't expecting to record an in, uh, episode so quickly again after episode 51 but I was contacted by a listener yesterday about an article she had read online in a newspaper uh, an online newspaper and I thought actually it might be a good idea to just dedicate this short episode to an update about Walsack and all the media coverage that it's had this week. Right? Since I last um, recorded on Tuesday, I have carried on um, making little squares, mainly out of my hand-spun Shetland that I spun back in uh, March and April. And I finished one cushion completely, um, from the listeners squares with a back that's made up with some listeners squares but predominantly mine um so i'm really pleased with it it's sat on the top of the sofa at the moment looking big and squishy and very nice um but i thought i would just bring you up to speed i alluded to um some of the complications there have been with the Woolsack project in the last episode when I mentioned the private eye article that was published back in May um, but what I thought I would do is I would actually just read out the um, statement that was released by Woolsack and then bring you up to speed on on the media coverage that's happened this week and some of the events that happened this week um, for those of you who remember the idea behind the Woolsack cushion was to use British wool to make a gift for the athletes attending the 2012 Olympic and Paralympic Games. And I'm going to read this little section here about the history behind the plans for distributing the cushions from the Woolsack website. On the 21st of July 2011, after an application process of several months, Woolsack was granted the Inspire Mark by the Inspire Committee and became part of the Cultural Olympiad. Achieving this involved completing a number of forms in great detail and a meeting at LOCOG with our Inspire coordinator and other members of the LOCOG team. LOCOG stands for London Organising Committee for the Olympic Games. The brief summary of the project at the beginning of the application form says that we will make cushions from British wool to give as welcome gifts to the Olympic and Paralympic athletes competing in the 2012 Games. Last April, the leaders of the Woolsack project, Sue Blacker and Jane Cooper, had a meeting at the Crafts Council with one of their staff, the head of Olympic Villages and the person who would be our village contact. A plan was created. 
to complement the great ideas they had for creating a real village atmosphere in the Olympic Village Plaza, we would have a stand in the plaza where athletes could collect their cushions. Arrangements for storage, security screening and using the daily Olympic e-newsletter to inform athletes were discussed in detail. In the summer, we were suddenly informed this was no longer possible. Commercial sponsors were mentioned as a cause for this change. The project was then presented to AFCON by a colleague of, of our Inspire coordinator. After the village idea had died, we had actually achieved our Inspire accreditation. And also Jonathan Edwards. AFCOM is like the Cultural Olympiad Board for anything to do with the athletes. And Jonathan Edwards is, of course, a, a triple jumper. Retired now. We were delighted with their response. The samples were passed around the cushion, the athletes who loved them, but relieved that they weren't wanting a cushion to go in every goodie bag since we only want the cushions to go to those athletes who want one and know that not every athlete will want a wool cushion to take home with them. We were rather surprised to hear that apparently the Quilters Guild pennants weren't to be included in the goodie bags given their appropriate size for this. Our coordinator then suggested that she use the Chef de Mission seminars in London last August as an opportunity to present Woolsack to the delegates. These are the leaders of all the National Olympic Committees, NOCs, and National Paralympic Committees, NPCs. Jonathan Edwards introduced Woolsack and other projects in his speech, and it seemed very successful. We were told there was a list of about a third of all the countries that were very interested or wanted their athletes to have cushions. There was then a long period of delay when we didn't hear any more and weren't able to see the list of interested countries and delegates. In October, we were told that it had been decided that the only direct communication with the NOCs and NPCs should be through LOCOG, but that we might be able to reach them via LOCOG mailings. Over the winter, we focused on trying to use the regional training camps as the most appropriate way to get cushions to the athletes who wanted one, but despite the efforts our coordinator was making, the rules about giving gifts to athletes became more and more restrictive. Finally, we were informed that it was no longer possible for us to have the arrangements we had discussed at length with our LOCOG Inspire coordinator for distributing the cushions to the athletes at their pre regional pre-grames training camps, or indeed any other arrangements for access or contact. Our Inspire coordinator is still working to see if she can find a way round the restrictions that have been imposed on her and us so that news about the project can be included in official mailings to NOCs and NPCs. In the middle of all this, we had the request from the British Olympic Association to make red, white and blue cushions for Team GB athletes at the Winter Youth Olympic Games. Their plans to ship the cushions direct to the village in Innsbruck were stopped by organisers there, so BOA arranged for the young athletes to choose their cushions in the UK. They loved them so much that they let us know they were taking their cushions to Innsbruck and back in their personal luggage, and we have had some lovely thank you letters. It has been frustrating to have one after another agreed plan brought to an end by or through LOCOG, but inspired by the efforts the athletes are making to get selected for the Games, we are looking upon this as just another challenge to be met. Now we know how much the athletes love the cushions and want to have them, we will persevere and find ways to meet their requests. News about Woolsack cushions is already reaching athletes through social media and word of mouth, and requests for cushions have already been received by us. So we are confident that, while keeping within restrictions placed upon us by being a low-cog-inspired project, we can get the gift of a cushion to all the athletes who want one. We are as determined to succeed in this as the athletes are to excel in the 2012 Games.
So that was a statement released, um, I think, around about the end of April, beginning of May. Somehow, the magazine Private Eye picked up on the issue. And in their issue number 1314, 18th of May to the 31st of May, there is an article at the back. Let me just uh, flick it through and find it. Entitled Low Cog Knitwits. And it has a picture of some Leicestershire knitters. And uh, it stands here, thousands of cushions handcrafted from Bishish wool for Olympic and Paralympic competitors by volunteers around the UK are trapped in limbo after Olympic chiefs scrapped the arrangements for giving the cushions to the athletes. And it goes on to outline um, very much what I've, I've mentioned there in the Woolsack statement. And the final paragraph states, a Lowcock spokesperson told the I, the Athletes Committee, was presented with a number of options of gifts that can be officially distributed to athletes at the Games and decided not to proceed with offering the cushions to all athletes for a number of logistical reasons. To which Private Eye finishes the article with, what a way to treat the enthusiastic non-commercial volunteers inspired by the 2012 Games. Uh, and that's pretty much the, the feeling that we had. However, the, there are people who are making cushions who have links to athletes, links to some of the sailors, links to some of the archery team. And slowly, word has been getting out to the teams. And although Woolsack is not allowed to contact any of the National Olympic Committees or any of the athletes, there is nothing to stop the athletes contacting Woolsack. And that is indeed what they have done. And what has now started to happen in this last week is that some of the cushions have started to be distributed. Last weekend, the 3rd and 4th of June, there was a very big sale meet down at Weymouth using the Olympic facilities. Sale for gold um, was a competition. And so Sue Blacker took... 469 cushions all bagged up ready so that there was the right number of cushions for each nation for the Olympic and Paralympic sailors and they have been left down there in Weymouth and certainly some of them have already started to be taken we've had um Woolsack has had tweets from members of the US sail team who are delighted with their cushions on Thursday I had an amazing opportunity. I must admit it was blagging rights entirely. Um, the women's water polo team trains in Manchester and had contacted Woolsack and asked for some cushions. And a lady at Tatton Hall who'd organised, which is a village near Chester, they had organised a great big run in the spring where they were teaching crafting skills and then about six weeks later, people were coming back with their cushions and, and and stuffing their cushions. And she had got her cushions still with her and she had exactly the right number. But I was able to tag along to the presentation. So there were about six people from the makers there who took the cushions. And I went along as well with my camera. And just for the blagging rights, really, to say to, to the children in my class, I've met some Olympic athletes. Um, 
the women's water polo team were absolutely wonderful. They were so excited about the cushions, really, really excited. And when they saw the cushions, they all had realised that they were already going to start fighting about who was going to have which one. So the captain very sensibly created a ballot where she wrote everybody's name on a piece of paper and drew out the names one at a time, and that person could then go and choose their cushion. And the the girls were really, really excited. They've said that I can use um, photos on in the show notes, so I'll put a photo in the show notes of the girls with their cushions and the makers that went along from Tatton Hall and that I'm lurking at the back somewhere. Um, and it was just absolutely brilliant. What was brilliant as well is about seven of them had bought with them um, little knitted dolls. One of the girls' mums knit dolls and she'd knitted these squad members a little water polo doll each. So they're all wearing their blue um, swimsuit with their Union Jack badge on the bottom they've got their name on them their number on their water polo cap they're each holding a water polo ball and then each one has something distinctive linked to that girl's interests um, or personality or um, actual physical attributes so um, one of the the girls has um, a couple of um, very nice acids down the front of her swimsuit <laughs> fabulous uh, another one has a real penchant for handbags so she's holding a handbag um another one had just got engaged so she's got an engagement ring on hers another had a tattoo on her ankle so the lady has embroidered a tattoo on the ankle they've all got the right color hair and the right color eyes and the girls had bought them along on thursday to show us um, because they were so excited about the cushions and also about handcrafting in general. And it's absolutely brilliant. If the response from the water polo girls is is symptomatic of the response of other athletes who take these, then I am just absolutely thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled. On Wednesday of this week, um, Eddie Mayer on the PM show on Radio 4 which is a news programme broadcast between five and six, featured Jan from Bedford and picked up on the, on the story of low cog. And that had a very positive response. One of the women's rowing team heard that in the car on the way home from training, so promptly contacted... Um, Radio 4 and asked for details and to be put in touch. It was then mentioned in the following day's programme on Thursday um, about the very positive um, uptake there had been. So that was brilliant. And then yesterday on the Saturday BBC breakfast show at 20 past six and again at 10 to 10, Jane, who I have met, and then the lovely Alice from Sheepfold were on the telly in Manchester in the BBC News studio, knitting away because, of course, it was the start of uh, Worldwide Knit in Public week, wasn't it, yesterday? And they were knitting cushions and talking about the whole project. Now, I missed the 20 past six slot, shot, shot, but I turned on it around about 20 past eight. And before I actually saw the girls again, at around about quarter to nine, nine o'clock, I'm not sure of the time exactly, um, there was another article on um, 
that the the newscasters covered. And Louise Minchin then picked up two woolsack cushions and talked about sitting and and how the, this feature was coming up. One of them is the one if you've been to any of the wool shows and seen the woolsack stand, it's the red and white one with two thousand and twelve in the middle. Um, but the other one that she was holding at the time was one of the ones that one of the ladies from the Cluid Guild had woven from local Shetland wool that had been spun by members of her guild. And she had woven three different cushions. And it was one of those that I'd taken down to Woolsack. I recognised the pattern anyway, but then I also recognised where the piece of blue paper was safety pinned to the top to say that it was a hand scoured um, Hans-Gowered wool. Sorry, brain's gone mush. Now, in amongst all this, the Daily Mail has picked up on this. Now, the Daily Mail has picked up on the um, side. They ran an article online on Friday, but I think my dad saw it yesterday, so I've got someone to see if they can catch it for me. Um, they picked up on it as well. They've picked up on the side in typical Daily, Daily Mail fashion that, that these... <laughs> They've picked up on the side that because it was an Inspire project, it was about getting in the Cultural Olympiad. It was about getting people involved in the games who couldn't necessarily attend the games. So they've picked up on the fact that if you read the Daily Mail, according to the Daily Mail, the cushions have only been made by elderly, the elderly, disabled and family groups uh, in a slightly patronising way. Um, but there were, you know, again, it, it ran the story about how obstructive um, things were becoming and it uh, was very interesting in terms of uh, you know that on the online article at least there were an awful lot of photographs including a photograph of the cushions ready to go off to the um, winter youth games team including some of my some of mine some of mine very exciting however in the power of all of this media over the last couple of days it's been very, very interesting in the fact that we have suddenly got a slight change of stance from Lowcock. Not in terms of actually making, you know, sort of it any easier to distribute the cushions, but certainly their attitude towards the cushions themselves, um, which includes the latest quote that um, woolsack cushions are great and Locock are happy that they are available to athletes on request. So there you go. Slight change in their stance. Although they're still obviously not willing to help with the distribution. However, never, as you will know, underestimate the power of the knit. We will get these cushions to the athletes who want them. When Jane got home yesterday from her interview with the BBC, there were 700 emails to be dealt with, including many from athletes. However, there were a number that seemed to miss the entire point of the Woolsack project. And so I am going to stress this again. Not that I think you have misunderstood this at all. But the Woolsack cushions are made as a gift for athletes they are not items for sale and it, it seems a little bit strange that people completely seem to have missed the whole point that these are being made for the athletes for the games not as a commercial enterprise 
these cushions are not for sale. And uh, poor Jane's had to actually put that at the front of the Woolsack website because people seem to think that, you know, obviously if they offer some money, some fairies will suddenly make them one. I don't know. But I just wanted you to be aware of what was happening here on the Woolsack front and to rest assured if you have contributed in any way, shape or form to the Woolsack project, whether that's making a cushion yourself or sending small squares to me to include in listeners' ones. We are confident that the cushions will get to where they need to go. They may not get there in an easy, direct route that had originally been planned, but they will get there. There is no way that they will not. And I have to say, Twitter has been one of the most forward-moving tools as part of this, because a lot of the athletes tweet. And having tweeted about their cushions, that's it, other athletes in other teams who follow those athletes to find out about them. That and the media coverage on Radio 4's PM and on Breakfast yesterday has really helped the profile. So I don't think I'm going to be knitting much else other than Woolsack cushions for the next six weeks. <laughs> but... Um, um, I'm just so thrilled with the media coverage we've had. And on a personal note, getting to meet the GB women's water polo squad was just an absolute joy. And I'm just absolutely delighted. So I, I can't wait to finish the rest of our listener cushions off and see where else this takes us. Anyway... That's it for now. It's only supposed to be a short episode and I still think it's going to be just under half an hour. Thank you very much for listening and like I say, rest assured, these Woolsack cushions will get where they are supposed to go. Take care and thanks for listening. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plain. Show notes and links are available at the Yarns from the Plain show page at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com if you'd like to contact the show, you can leave a comment over there on the show page, or you can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com, or message me on Ravelry, where I'm Tales from the Plane. Until next time, take care, and thanks for listening. <laughs>